Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys, welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz, Lauren, Ashley, and we are joined by a very special guest, Claire Byrne, who is a heartbreak coach. Hello, Claire. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're so excited. We feel like this is very timely as Valentine's uh-huh. Day was just what a couple days ago. Um, yep. How did we connect? So I well, first of all, huge Bachelor fan. So yeah, so here I love you guys so much. And honestly, Naz, I don't know how I found out about heartbreak, a heartbroken anonymous, but um, I then somehow found you were connected to creating heartbroken anonymous. Obviously, I'm a heartbreak coach, and I just looked you up and I emailed you and stalked you and was like, we have to connect because I'm a heartbreak coach. And we're just so excited to have you on because I feel like our listeners, we just had a live podcast, which was muy, mucho successful, which yeah. we'll talk about after. Um, thanks for everyone for coming. But I feel like a lot of our listeners, I don't know how you feel, Ashley, but mainly have questions revolving heartbreak, mm-hmm. which yeah. I love and care about. Last last week, I was definitely like, we have to talk more about sadness because so many of our listeners are so sad, sad or something. Yeah. yeah. But they're not alone. And now we have this coach. And just so you guys know, you can actually hire Claire to help you through your heartbreak, which I can't wait to dive more into. Actually, when you were in your depths of heartbreak, wouldn't you wouldn't you have loved to know that one of this one of these like coaches existed? Oh yeah, totally. It like, would have been good. Being alone with that and like having to like sit in your bed shaking is so <laughs> oh shitty. My God, yeah. <laughs> the shakes. The yeah. shakes suck. The, the tension. The, the physical aspects of heartbreak is worse than anything for me. I don't know. Yeah, and it is physical and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. But like I lost so much sleep. I mean we joke no, about loss I lost of so appetite. Much Lost you can lose weight. I also hair. I lost clumps of hair. Oh, wow. I developed an ulcer. Yeah. You did yeah. not. I you swear to God, stressed. dad was like, you have an ulcer if your stomach hurts that bad that you can't eat. Remember I had, um, I developed a form of rosacea that was yeah. temporary. Mm. It was called pityriasis rosacea and it was like red dots all in my back and I was like, oh my God, I'm Kim Kardashian. But, <laughs> oh my God, but this we just we like, like, oh my God, no, this is exaggerating. It was crazy. I was like, what is this from? And they're yeah, like, stress. Emotional pain totally manifests into physical pain for sure. Right. So yeah, it's, it's normal though. I think so many heartbroken people and this is why I started, became inspired to do what I do is because everyone thinks I'm crazy. There's something wrong with me it's so bad that this is happening and it's mm-hmm. like no your body is just physically processing so when you actually lean into it and allow it mm-hmm. and obviously if something's treatable treat it and if you're losing tons of weight I lost a ton of weight as well like really paying attention to and I would check myself and be like but I am eating or I would purposefully you know get the like I you know add in the fat and all of that but the nerves and the depression it the just nerves. burns yeah. right oh, through yeah you're, you you're know? sitting there nervous and shaking and just burning all the fat. so there was a heartbreak for you that like spurred this on yes my rock bottom heartbreak so i turned 30 years old nine years ago it was my birthday yesterday wait in the what i go wait what in the world wait that's so 
39 yesterday. Google oh, image oh clarifies. <laughs> I love you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just when I thought <laughs> that I couldn't love you all Oh more. my gosh. So nine years ago. <laughs> We're Rock- so I'm taken still- aback. I don't know why after seeing J-Lo do the she halftime She said 30. I was like, so like two, maybe three years yeah. ago. Oh, uh, no, I mean, I Botox my forehead for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> but still, I mean, I can't Who do everything. These days, you know? yeah. Thank you. I, well, thank you. So it was nine years ago. I got into this relationship with this guy who I'd met a few years prior. And as soon as I had met him, so I was probably 26, 27, I looked at him and I was like, that guy is fucking trouble. And then I proceeded to date other people. He dated other people, but I was an actor in New York and just like, you know, in these kind of incestuous circles. I know you guys don't know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, just he pursued me and it was, of course, you know, I'm just so different. Right. And the exception to the rule. Of course. And he he was charming. Uh, No, TV. Too bad. I actually got nervous. I got excited. Oh, I mean, sexual, I got excited <laughs> nervous for like just like sexual circles in New York are tighter than almost than anywhere else. So like I'm like oh, I probably fucking knew this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, you know totally charmed the pants off of me, and <laughs> I also had just come back from LA. Um, I lived here for a year, and so I came back and was just in this place of it was right after the economy had crashed. So mm-hmm. I was supporting myself doing commercials and things like that. And then everything was just falling to shit. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And I still wanted to pursue it, but I was broke as a joke and just super vulnerable. And I had already been heartbroken. Are we sensing a pattern like a year before him? Yeah. So he just like came in and swooped mm-hmm. me in and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> this I totally, is the answer to all my sadness. Of course. Yeah. Always look for a guy outside of you to heal you guys. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Check. That no. was a joke. That was a joke. So um, it was, uh, he just totally lured me in and then slowly but surely everything in my body, you know, at that point I was 29 turning 30 and uh, it was like six months before I turned 30 and everything in my body was like, he's lying to me. He's not where he's saying he is. And even though I hadn't been successful in relationships leading up to that point, I think it's really important to point out that I had never been with anyone who was cheating, who was lying, who was manipulating, who was gaslighting, mm. who was doing all these things. And I was like, I, I, I felt just like fucked up and like... Then I'd say, you know, I just don't believe you. Or why are you keeping me separate from these people? Mm. Why is this girl who used to be my friend completely turning her back on me? Who's like a lovely human being. She's not a mean girl, you know, all these things. And he was like, she was in love with me, but like, I didn't want to be with anyone. But then you came back from LA and I just wanted to swoop you in and all the things. And I was like, okay. Like everything. I was just like, I wanted to believe. So I think that like for all the listeners who are heartbroken right now, you want to believe what you want to believe. Mm -hmm. But you're not paying, it's going back to the physical, right? You're not paying attention to the body. And so slowly but surely, I was just constantly asking questions. This doesn't line up. This doesn't line up. And he was like, you're crazy, right? The gaslighting, like, I would never do that to you. You're the mother of my children. I want to marry you, all the things. And it was just such a mind fuck. And I was unraveling and I was going crazy. I really felt like I was losing my mind. And then cut to the week of my 30th birthday. I just, it was the first time in my life I had checked email, uh, checked 
checked his email. Wow. Or any wow. partner's because email. Because your physical body was telling you that something was wrong. Weirdly, that night, I wasn't. I was like, oh, okay. we're having like a good night. You know, when you're just like, oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's not fine. But wow. I was... Li- Maybe subconsciously. Subconsciously, yeah. because I was on his computer. And I truly was not even thinking, ooh, his computer. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my eyes just landed on the little envelope on the bottom bar. And uh, I was like... What was it? Hmm. And it was just like disgusting, racy emails with an ex-girlfriend of his. Turns out, cut to, I could get into all the dramatic details. Um, but long story short, he was engaging with her. He was had a whole other girlfriend. Yeah. He got a dog with another girlfriend, surprised me with the dog to say it brought us closer together. Uh-huh. I moved out. I moved back in. I mean, but the whole bottom line of the story is that we can sit here and say, what a dick, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was my low self-esteem that kept me going back and forth and back and forth. Mm. And and I just lost it. And he totally smear campaigned my name to like all of our mutual oh, no. friends and, you know, actors. Like, as you said, New York, it's such a tight circle. You're seeing the same people over and over. And um, I was just devastated and lost myself and um, couldn't trust, couldn't date for like two, three years after that. He just completely discarded. And um, from then on, I just was really soul searching. I was teaching yoga at the time, too. So I was already kind of like the self-help classic cliche mm-hmm. of like actress, yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The, the super what original path, yeah. <laughs> like a spiritual seeker. Yeah. But I really was legitimately searching, and I I found healing in yoga and meditation, and I was yeah. always, you know, very aware. And I was a dancer, you know, and performer growing up, so I was very connected to my body. But I was very much able to witness my thoughts and wit and feel the pain and be with it and breathe through it. Mm-hmm. Like I had gotten that down, but what I couldn't do was shift them, and that was really where the coaching came in. Is just like how do I shift my story, not just about what happened in that relationship, because honestly, that was my rock bottom, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me, because I never thought that I'd be doing what I, I do now. I you say that, yeah. It yeah. always ends up being that. I mean, I can honestly say, you know, when everyone's like, forgiveness to set yourself free, <laughs> his antics have just continued over the years, and it's not that I'm keeping tabs, but... Uh-huh. Because of who he is, and I have mutual people involved, and I actually had to be in a courtroom with him a couple of years ago because someone else was taking him to court, and no I, that's the most that wow. I can say. But I, wow. I had written an affidavit of just all the details, and I had all these emails and all this evidence to put forth to be like this person, like just to talk about the character of this person right. is that he is sociopath. a bona fide sociopath, pathological liar, mm. and. You know, that was seven years after the fact. So this was two years ago. I mean, my body still went into like a trauma yeah. response when I left that courtroom. And yeah. right before I was like, guys, I'm okay. My <sighs> friends were like, yeah. are you sure you're going to be okay? And uh, I I just went into a total panic attack when yeah. I left because emotional abuse is real. I mean, we talk so much, obviously, about the Me Too movement and physical abuse, and you can go to jail for that. But there's no jail time for emotional <laughs> abuse, and it is just as damaging. Not crazy. Thank you. Amen. You Couldn't guys- have said it better. If you guys are the kind of people that find yourself at the post office all the time and you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to wait in that line again or I can't believe that I have to, like, pay that rate again. Or if you're, like, an Etsy seller or sell things on yeah, Amazon like, or work eBay. At home, all that stuff. We have a place that you got to check out. It's called ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. It's just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting product out fast to happy customers so recently i've just been like sending friends a whole bunch of the stuff that i get gifted 
Which is so kind. I love when you do that. Every time I get a box from Ashley, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So I use ShipStation for that. Um, It's just like, I have too much. I'm like, okay, well, who would like this? So then I like um, text the bridesmaids group and then I send it out the next day with ShipStation. And what's amazing about it is I'm sure you wouldn't do that regularly if ShipStation didn't exist because shipping costs are just so astronomical. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, And no one wants to put money on down on that stuff like who wants to pay for stamps and all that it's stuff? so bizarre that you pay for it but i guess you got to yeah but uh <laughs> ship station works with all major carriers including usps fedex ups and even amazon fulfillment so you and can, etsy which is amazing well yeah you can ship etsy but um so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer and they offer huge huge discounts on shipping costs also, ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers, so you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our code GETIT. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info, guys. So just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in GETIT. That's ShipStation.com. Enter our offer code GETIT. ShipStation.com. Make ship, ship happen. happen. Make Make ship happen. Let's say it at the same time. Make, Make ship, ship happen. <laughs> Do you think that when you were like before you knew he was doing shady things, mm-hmm. did you feel it was love or did you feel like it was infatuation? Just from your end. Honestly, at the time, Ashley, yeah. because this was nine years ago, I thought it was love. Yeah, I did at the I time. I think that like infatuation is a much more crazy feeling, much more nerve wracking. Um, starvation. Like it's just like it's, fr- it's a frenzy. A drug. It's a, yeah. frenzy. it's a drug. It's a frenzy. Whereas yeah. like real love, I think that like you don't get as much of a physical reaction from it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, feel I agree like, with that looking back. Yeah. but I think at the time I was back. like, no, this yeah. is love. Oh, yeah. And the way he pursued me and introducing me to his family and right. his family members saying he's been talking about you for the last two years. So I'm like, no, this oh, is real love, so right? Real. Like mm-hmm. his family was like, oh my gosh, you're like you're gonna be this, the angel that saves. Yeah. Man. Yes. Yeah. I yes. want to ask you just because you brought that up, Ashley, which is such a good question. Such just question. now that we're on the topic of infatuation and lust, because similar situ- not similar situation, but I was also introduced to parents, so I thought it was like legit mm-hmm. during my like yes. terrible heartbreak. Do you feel like men experience infatuation and lust more than women? Like, do you think it's more so? No, I feel like less so. I feel like they less? definitely. It's just a physical thing. Because I because. Have you, you never guys all hear heard the story of men are like all in in the beginning and hunters, then all of a sudden they like the chase. Sort of, yeah, they yeah. do like the chase. I do uh, think that there's like a chemical. I mean, even the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus, mm-hmm. right? Like, I do think there's a majority, right? But some women have the masculine energy and they like to pursue, and and so be it. So I think it's it's hard to make a generalization, right? right but I right. do think. Overall, I do think women get really caught up in the fantasy and the future and the wedding and the children and Mm -hmm. all the things. And men like narcissistic sociopaths, like my rock bottom ex, knew what to say and knew Mm -hmm. what to do to Mm -hmm. make me feel like I was on this pedestal. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, he was, I mean, God knows how many other people, because there were at least three that I knew of. What is the point of like continuing on this relationship (laughs) if you wanted to be with a million other people? Well, I think narcissists, I mean, I've, I, 
they love having the power. They love everyone loving them, Mm -hmm. right? They want to look like the good guy to every single person that they come into contact with. Mm -hmm. Um, When I moved out the first time, (laughs) um, he like did everything he could to to get me back and wrote me this like epic email that I was like, he really does love me. But he was telling my now friend who was his other girlfriend, like I'm free, Claire left, all the things. And he was like pulling me in, discarding her, pulling her, then both of us, we both got an STD or I got an STD and it had been months after we had, I had finally been out of the relationship, but yeah. I mean, I was totally scarred. I wasn't so sleeping with anybody and else. So had the same STD. Same. So you knew it was like. Well, yeah. so I didn't know, her, I, I, I knew that he was dating her, but he was always denying it to me, which was also just like, we all run it. It's just like lying that is so dumb because mm. we're all in the same circle and everyone's like, no, they're together. They got a dog together. Like oh my they have God. this dog. It's so dumb. You almost have to realize something is up. They think with, that they're yeah. removed, like that the rules don't apply yeah. to them and whatever comes out of their mouth is truth. We actually, Lauren, remember, what, did we talk about this? We wanted to do a Am I Dating a Sociopath yes. podcast. Maybe <gasps> yeah. we can bring you on for that because yeah, I, I want to stay love. on track and like yes, do heartbreak. 100%. Okay. That's it, such a good topic. Yes, because that I'm sure is so hard to navigate. But how did this experience bring you to coaching for heartbreak? Yeah, yeah great question. So, um, I mean, I got to say for the first three years after that, like I avoided dating, right? And just honestly, I was like, I'm Irish. I was raised Irish Catholic. I don't, I don't really practice anymore. But my boyfriend was like, do you want to go to church <laughs> last week? And I'm like, Aww. sure, babe. Yeah. Um, I love that. Because we had like a stressful time. Um, but I was like, oh, I think my life would be like, I wish I had a calling to be a nun or a lesbian because I think <laughs> I would make a great lesbian partner. <laughs> I'm about and to I, join a Coventry. Oh God, don't do it. We're going to work on it. <laughs> but um, so the first three years I was just a mess and despondent and I really it was like the deepest, darkest pain. I didn't know how to get out of it. I was so stuck. I was in New York. I searched and searched for therapists. I was reading tons of New York's a bad books. place to be for heartbreak. It totally is. And I that's my home. You like I grew up in it more. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about like the sun rising and it being warm here <laughs> that you're like, okay, I can get out of the bed. I can like walk around. It, it, it's totally different. When we lived in New Jersey and Laura and I were going Just getting through, on the like, train, like you're kind of like and you're listening to that music, you're falling deeper into the heartbreak rather yeah. than here. Yeah, you like you're driving, in it. kind of feels good. And you know. LA just it's has sort this... of more of a somber city. Yeah, I guess, yeah. and York, yeah. LA has just. I mean, it's like the mecca for self help, right? Like, yeah, I'm just, you're yeah. supposed to be happy there, and you're supposed to be miserable <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so funny. I know here it's like everyone's like uh, I don't know a shaman. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. a police is a shaman. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the first three years, I was just stuck and miserable and searching and going to all different kinds of yoga. I was like, I, I cannot tell you how many places I showed up to just hear someone speak about yeah. like, moving through emotional pain. I just, I was so willing. Um, it very, I mean, my heart just like cracked a little bit thinking about just like, oh, I'll go see this person talk and I'll go talk to this person. And I'll, I was like so desperate and searching outside of myself, which you know the cliche of like all your answers are within, right? Yeah. And then ultimately I decided to move back to LA. I just wanted to get the fuck out probably, I know for that exact reason, right? Like I hadn't given LA the, the best shot. And then I found an amazing therapist where it was like, the, that was the foundation before the coaching. And then meanwhile, I was still pursuing acting, teaching yoga, just totally like doing my thing, had no intention of ever doing something like this. And the therapy was such a great foundation, again, as to what I was saying last week about just, or last week. Yeah, we've been here all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking so much. Sorry, it's such a long story, but I'll it. try to keep it as short as possible. That's but so funny. Um, 
really the it, it was great because I had the awareness of what the thoughts were, but she really taught me the loving self-compassion of can you be with the thoughts? Can you be with the pain and not try to resist it and fight it and push it away mm-hmm. and make it something that isn't? Can you allow yourself and not judge? To be sad. Yeah, and I think I was always like, I shouldn't be sad. He was such a dick. I should be over this already. Thank God I didn't marry him and have his kids. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that shit. And then I was starting to date and never, ever did I... Thank God, ever attract a guy like him, but I kept attracting Mr. Unavailables. Like, there was still this, I didn't even realize that I was doing it, of course, now looking back. And um, I finally just, oh, I was in an acting class. I know we're getting more cliche as we go along. <laughs> and because all of a sudden things were kind of starting to click with the therapy and all actors have some kind of dramatic sob, sob story that they're going through, I just was naturally kind of helping people in class. And like, people were like crying about, like, I'm just blind locked because as a kid I know but you know like they're going through their own heartbreak and so I just was like you need to read this book you need to do these things so I was just helping people out and people were just like you need to do something with this Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I don't know I didn't didn't really feel a calling to therapy and then somehow I I really can't tell you the moment but I was like I'll just look into life coaching and I hated the term I thought we had a life coach on a couple weeks ago and I was like I don't know if I buy this so yeah, you know, yeah. And there's so many different it's kinds, the name, right? Like heartbroken, it's heartbroken a life coach. therapist. It's like, like, what is something that you're going to be drawn to? Oh yeah, you your know? title makes total that, sense to me. Life, life coach, coach to me sounds like what are you? You're completely you. Your life, life is so complete in every component that you're going to be able to coach my life and help fill it. I yeah. think it's more accountability. I don't it's know. It's accountability, if they have, and yeah. again, like yeah, if yeah. you call it an accountability coach, I also agree that that's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. yeah, but a life coach. But I think I mean if you if you <laughs> shameless self plug. If you listen to my podcast or you look at my, I talk a lot on my on my Instagram or whatever. And what's I your always, podcast called? It's called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. Oh, and, wow. Yes, I love that title. Amazing. We're going to lose all our listeners to that <laughs> podcast because it's such a better title. Yeah, when do your episodes go up? Every Monday. Yeah, cool. no, episode sorry. sorry we're, we're oh, shit. shit. Well, you know, you can go on Tuesday afterwards. That's no, awesome. Yeah, I kidding. love it. Yes. For dessert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, episode 50 comes out on Monday. And so I I write for Kourtney Kardashian's Poosh.com. I know oh, you're cool. a Kourtney oh, fan. Oh, you know that I'm obsessed yes. with her. And so she, That's like so that cool. has really helped with um, the growth of my business this whole year it's just been insane and and it's been so much fun on the podcast um but that really set the foundation and so just in terms of life coach what I really try to talk about like I'm in a new relationship I've been dating this man for five months and it's the first time I've said I love you in nine years so it's been all my 30s I've been avoiding or saying yes to Mr. Unavailables and I truly believe I consciously created him into my life because I was just like this is my thought that is going to create my result. And that's ultimately ultimately what my whole approach is with healing your heart and finding love is that you are the result of your thinking. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I do with my clients is that I show them how they are getting in their own way and that their own limiting beliefs, because we don't see our own limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. But I also am really transparent about falling on my face, being in this new relationship that's five months long and Mm -hmm. saying, I love you for the first time. Like, as I say this, I'm like, (laughs) 
terrifying and I think like any life coach who gets on any platform and says I've figured it all out and here's how they're lying like they're still humans going through a human experience and I'm really transparent about that. To go back to the life coach thing it also just makes it seem like they're an expert in all departments and it's like no like find your expertise. Pick a niche yeah Yeah. I work with um, an amazing business coach and I'm in this amazing mastermind group with 29 other women and everybody has a very specific area of yeah. expertise no other heartbreak coach though. i love how, <laughs> that's amazing i love how transparent you are because i feel like it makes you more relatable and approachable and i Thank when a lot you. of people come up to me after meetings or message me i'm always like i have i cannot give you advice i'm not mm-hmm. certified i'm not a therapist yeah, yeah. i'm just um creating a space where you can come and meet other people and just know you're not alone so alone, i appreciate that yeah Okay, so so you know how we just did an ad for Ship Station. One of the things that I shipped was Beta Brand pants for my mom because I got I got a pair ordered here for her, and then I shipped it out to her. And you guys, so it's genius. because I was like, my mom, I got her turned on to one of my favorite jean companies, and then I was like, I'm gonna turn her on now to Beta Brand, and I like can't even talk about it because. It's so exciting. Oh I, I feel like I should just, I just want to be in a commercial for them. Like, I feel like I would slay it because this is genuinely one of the sponsors and products that I can't stop talking about. And if Nas like something fashion wise, you know, I it's know. fucking there cool. I know. There, oh, that's wait, so wait, okay. Yeah. Well, so, you're, Cause you guys know I get so bloated and you know, just whenever I feel like extra eating on a day, <laughs> I'm like, what do I wear that looks appropriate for work, but also will fit me and be comfortable like a yoga pant. And that's beta brand. It's yeah. basically a dress work pant made out of yoga pant material. It's called beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants. So basically like think of if you have to like put, if you have to look nicely put together on a flight, um, if you, work in an office so you wake up one morning and you're really cold and like damn i don't want to put on yeah my i don't want to put on cold pants yeah. so it's like put on your cozy on your cozy they literally <laughs> they feel like select <laughs> pants but they're they're dress pants and they look like dress pants they have like fake buttons fake um like uh belt loops oh that's nice they it's, also have boot cut pants straight leg pants skinny cropped and more like whatever your favorite yeah, like whatever silhouette will go is whatever, it'll be cozy exactly i'm whatever straight up telling you there is no way like you could get away with wearing beta brands every day to work sure like, there's no reason to wear actual pants ever like, ever they, yeah. like real pants are canceled as yeah. of this second yeah so that, that's something worth canceling <laughs> So right now our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash get it. That's 20% off, which is a great amount off your first order at betabrand.com slash get it. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. So go to betabrand.com slash get it for 20% off. Before we get into these awesome questions that our listeners um, want to ask you, we're so excited to ask you um, a question that I have heard a lot during heartbroken anonymous meetings are how can I make this feeling go away? Mm. And I've always been of the thought process that you, you really can't, you know, you're just, you're grieving the loss of something, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a job, a pet, a friend, or like a guy. Um, And so what are your thoughts on that question? Mm -hmm. And do you think you actually can get over a guy or is it just sort of like a process? Absolutely you can get over it. I I, I, I need to rephrase it. Is there like a medication or like, you know, when we say medication, is there like a formula formula to get over it? I just want to rephrase real quick. When you go to the doctor, 
it's like the medicine is helping your body heal itself. Yeah. But really, really, your body's already healing mm-hmm. itself. So that's sort of what I mean. I totally, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, but it takes also what I think I hear so takes much. symptoms away. Yeah, like is there, are you just helping out with the symptoms? I, well, so different, everybody comes to me in a different stage, right? Like some of them are like, we broke up six months ago and I can't stop thinking right. about him. He broke up with me yesterday or I thought it was over him and I realized that, you know, there's so many different stages, but I think if people are showing up to Heartbroken Anonymous, it's because they're in it, right? Well, all different stages actually. Really? Yeah, because okay. there's no like equation to, you know, I talk about this all the time. Absolutely. There's no equation to getting over someone. Someone came... An older gentleman came and he said, I dated this woman for six months. I thought I was going to marry her. Um, I am just now getting over the fact that we're not going to be together. And that was 25 years ago. And I can't talk to anyone else about it. Well, so I would definitely say he could do something about that in less Mm -hmm. than 25 years, for sure. I don't think, I think, again, thoughts create results. However, the part Mm -hmm. that most of my clients want to avoid is feeling the pain. So to your point, I think Mm -hmm. it's excellent that you say to them, when you're grieving a loss, life is 50% negative, 50% positive. That's what this one coach who I love and follow and I use her thought model, Brooke Castillo, she talks about, we are going to experience pain in life. It's just inevitable. We are going to experience loss. We're going to experience disappointment. We're going to experience stress, whether it's about money or you know, your house could burn down or someone has a disease. Like Shit happens, right? And so to be like, oh, how do I make myself feel better about that is bullshit, right? right. So it's like, how do I grieve? So going back to the physical and that's where I really encourage any kind of meditation, feeling the pain, mm-hmm. crying it out. If, you're, if your go-to is anger, that's definitely my go-to Putting out positive thoughts, creating... <laughs> what about... No, I say let life. the anger run through you. Get it out in a safe way. Okay. Like right. move through it consciously, which is what we don't want to do. We want to Netflix and chill. We want to... Distract. Distract. That, we yeah. want to go on the apps, replace. We want to overeat. We want to overdrink. We want to have sex with whoever. We want to be out with our friends. We want to get blowouts. We want to like get our nails <laughs> done. Like I'm just going to like get a facial yeah. and maybe I'll just like feel better. No, you have to like, and those are great things. I'm not saying those are bad things, but if you're constantly numbing out or escaping or covering over or forcing it away, it won't go away. You will deal with it eventually now or later is yeah. basically what you're saying. I like to yeah. tell people to write about it. I feel it. I feel but like some people don't, right? So you have to yeah. find your own thing. But I think the first part is fall the fuck apart. Let yourself fall apart. It's not fun. Some people say to me, if I fall apart, I don't think I'll ever be able to put Humpty Dumpty together again, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, it's coming into, okay, acceptance. Like I've let this move through me. I always say heartbreak, healing heartbreak is not a linear process. Some days you're great. Some days you're not. Some days you're like middle of the road, whatever. And that I think is something you can't control, but you can be a watcher of the mind and a watcher of your story and a watcher of your thoughts. Were you about to say something? I know I'm going on a... No, continue okay. on. So you watch the thoughts and you're aware. A lot of the main thoughts when you're heartbroken is all I want is for him to come back, right? Yeah. I miss him. I hate him. <laughs> I never want to see him again. Yeah. Oh my God, I need him right now. Um, I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. What does she have that I don't have, right? Those are like the main running thoughts. I talk about this all the time. I'm so happy you're I'm, here. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a complicated feeling because never... It, there are very few things in life where in one moment you're like, I need him to call me right now. I miss him so much. And in the same exact moment, you're like, I fucking hate, I hate him. I hope he never that. calls me yeah. again. That is such a complicated feeling to navigate. I've yeah. never felt like ang- the anger and the hate. I never feel it. It always comes out as sadness and it mm-hmm. always comes out as tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- 
I mean, majority of, for me, it has been, I would say the, the rock bottom situation infuriated me just because the betrayal and the audacity and yeah, the yeah. evil. Because there was so much betrayal there. Yeah. And also the gaslighting, you're crazy. So I was what, like, wait, oh, yeah. what's like, I don't really understand what gaslighting is. Yeah, I Google this all the time and sure. I never fully understand what They've gaslighting is. They've used that term a lot during yeah. The Bachelor this year. Okay. Not like on the yeah. show, but it's about It's definitely it. a trendy term. Is it? Okay. Especially because, um, well, I don't want to get into politics, but because. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the president of our country there's a that term i think has become very popular but um i actually wrote a, an article for push on gaslighting it's a psychological manipulation where you're making the person on the receiving end believe a lie so it's like okay. a perfect example is you know you're in love you're like jared is your person you trust him fully and anything that he tells you you will totally believe right and then um he'll be like ashley you know the sky is green and you're like, and then, yeah. no, it's blue, actually. And you're like, and he's like, Ashley, I love you so much, but I want you to know the sky is green and we're going to get through this okay. because, yeah. Okay. okay. And you're just like, wait, Whatever but if the says. person who I fully trust and love <laughs> is telling me something, it's like, then that must be true, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And the story usually changes with gaslighters, right? You're just like, wait, but you said that you were at the gym. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't. I was actually, like, I was at the gym. It, like, the story is constantly oh, yeah, changing. Okay. So we know, sketchy. we know what and it is. Like, yeah. okay. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. And then you're like, did he not say that? Because okay, making you feel crazy, but he He's yes. just revolt. He's just exactly. trying to keep his lies together. But then they or put he it, or she. Okay. Yeah. Or she yeah. can also be a guest. Exactly. And they <laughs> yeah. put it back on you. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. I get angry because I feel like it's a colossal waste of time and I get really mad when people mm-hmm. waste my okay. time. So that's where my anger comes from, but it's mainly sadness. Yeah. But my anger is like, what a fucking waste. Which of course it's not so, a waste. It's yeah. the best thing that ever to happened say, to me. It, and I such feel a learning so lesson. much lighter. Yeah. yeah. And especially, I mean, obviously I'm a lot older than you guys, but when people are thinking waste of time when they're in their late thirties, early forties, right? Yeah. The clock is ticking and that is a slippery slope, right? Because that energy is you know, angsty for the guy in the receiving end if you're, you know, newly dating and stuff. But like, yeah. no, really, how did this serve me? And what did I learn so that I don't get into the next situation where my pattern is coming up again to attract that again? So after you've moved through the the grieving the pain physically in the body, allowing yourself to run through the anger, um, cry it all out, do what you need to do to let the emotions run through you. And then you start watching the thoughts, as I was saying before. Then the next step in the healing heartbreak process is to really, you have to decide because people always say, how long does that take? How long should I grieve? How long should I watch my story and be a witness to the story before you start trying to force it, cover over, Mm -hmm. resist it away? Mm -hmm. And then through that, it's like, well, now I'm really fucking ready. I am ready to change my story. I'm ready to get out of my victim story into my heroine story. Even if he was the biggest dick or she was the biggest bitch, (laughs) I am ready to take my power back so that this person... What? How? <laughs> but you know what's harder is when they didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. When they Which didn't, I think we'll get into, That's too, probably I the hardest. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. When they didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, you want to say that, well, right? Yeah, there's so many levels. There's unrequited love, which is a whole other form of heartbreak, which a lot of people come to the meetings about. I remember which one of my favorite movies says on. that like the most painful kind of 
love is unrequited love. It's the, the opening holiday? of the holiday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That monologue is the greatest monologue in any movie. Ever. Yeah. I mean, again, it just comes to the acceptance of like, right? So the story is he doesn't want me, right? And when the brain is just constantly thinking mm-hmm. he doesn't want me, he doesn't yeah. want me. The brain is also saying, I don't want me because the brain is talking so much and focusing on so, so much on this one person who quote unquote doesn't want you. And all it's thinking is doesn't want, doesn't want. And then you're abandoning yourself. Mm. And so eventually that gets really fucking painful and old, right? Yeah. So then it's like, are you ready? Are you ready to commit to a different story? And that's where the coaching comes in, shifting the story. What else could be true? What else do you want to commit to thinking so that you can have different results in your life? Right. All right, friends, it is 2020, new year, new you, which means new delivery options, right? We can't just be ordering pizza these days. You can order from your favorite restaurants around, I was going to say around the world, but really around your city, thanks to DoorDash and Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like, uh, excuse me, DoorDash. ramen from Japan. Can you please do ramen from Japan? I'd like some croissants from France. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Only. I mean, that amazing. Honestly, guys. DoorDash has something for every lifestyle. If you're on the go and you have no time to waste, you can order pickup and pass the line. And if you're having trouble organizing a meal with your friends, DoorDash makes it easy with group ordering. So genius. when you have friends over, that is the most literally the most genius what? That's feature. So cool. It's, I'm telling you, DoorDash is more than just delivery. Okay, so you guys, there are over... 310,000 restaurant partners in 4,000 cities. Um, It's in all 50 U.S. states, Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. You can get... For, you know, just like name the restaurant. It there's a it's high likelihood they're going to be there. But Most like Chipotle Cheesecake Factory is on. I was going to say Chipotle one day is uh, Chipotle Cheesecake Factory. Oh my god, oh, all bread. on there. Oh my god, I want it now. So right now, our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Get It. That's five dollars off your first order when you download the DoorDash app at, in the App Store and enter the code Get It. And don't forget that's code Get It G E T I for five dollars off your first order with doordash boom um so my question is that i dated someone when i was 20 and um i just keep thinking that what happened with that relationship is going to happen again so i just i feel like my neurons or synapses have been trained trained in a yeah. million times over to think that this is going to happen again and i bring it into every healthy relationship that i have and i kind of make it unhealthy by wor- over worrying overthinking and therefore developing ulcers so how do i stop that great question and i just love that you're like started when i was 20 and my neural synapses my neural synapses have trained like so the first step is totally awareness right i mean in any 12-step program awareness this is what my brain is doing so you're separating yourself from the story it isn't true and then you know that you're in a healthy relationship i'm experiencing this now and i'm a fucking heartbreak coach you would think i would have it down and it's just again that's why i'm so transparent about it the fear comes up when something really amazing happens especially when you've experienced trauma in your love life right Mm -hmm. or just pain in your love life and um or someone who's always anticipating the next shoe dropping so exactly exactly and then really check yourself is that really true oh i'm noticing that i'm projecting that this story happened to me two years ago Mm -hmm. right lauren when you were 20 nine years ago (laughs) nine years ago yeah so if i'm in a healthy good relationship everyone's like oh my god it's amazing and i'm just like yeah we'll see for now you know i'm always like catch that and be present who is the person that's right in front of me what are my thoughts about him i'm noticing i'm taking on this old story right and then you do the mindset work and the coaching work of just like is that really true and who's the woman that I want to be in this new relationship mm-hmm. with this other guy? Right. How does 
she feel? She feels secure. Mm. She's got her own back. And really doing the work to be like, is that really true? Right. And so oftentimes if I've been triggered in this relationship, I'm like, Hey, this is, first of all, I do the work on myself mm-hmm. first. Is that like, like, I mean, especially in the beginning, the cliche situation of, I haven't heard from him in like six hours. Yeah, right? Six hours <laughs> is the time. I have gone like an hour or two or like it's noon and she hasn't heard from him. But a lot, a lot of people, right. men you get and women used to feel the, that you way. You get used yes. to the schedule it's and scary. then they go off the schedule. It's been an hour longer. It. Totally. So right. that, I'll scary. be totally honest. It's happened to you before, yeah. you know, yeah. like you're, you're like, yes, but I still, need you to be accountable because like, my last person wasn't. But people you know? have lives, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so that happened with my current man. And what'd you do? Gen- I, I mean, I, I was like really noticing the panic, right? And it was like multiple times it felt like distant and it felt like, oh, there's, you know, the, the texts aren't as sweet or as loving. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the shoe dropping, yeah. right? And I kept saying, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, nothing's changed. Everything's fine. Nothing's changed. And then finally I was like, Something's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just, I, but I, like five years ago, what 10 years it? ago, it's like you well, blamed. He was going through some serious, stressful shit. Okay. And I knew that he was, but I didn't know the extent. And so it was the first time, right? We've been together five months. That was happening three months in. And I was like, oh, so he does the classic case of men are from Mars, women are from Venus. When men, when he's stressed, he goes mm-hmm. into his man cave. Yeah. And he wasn't a dick and he wasn't mean. And he was like, nothing has changed for me. I'm just like, going through some shit right now and I'm really stressed out and I was just like but what about me right like that was my yeah. instinct thought and so because my right. brain was like I'm hearing him say I love you I want a future with you and my old brain whichever part of that brain is I don't I don't know I didn't I'm not a psychiatrist but <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm just like a life coach for heartbreak yeah um, we don't so, know anatomy but my I would say my inner emotional child was yeah. like that'll fuck you up okay I heard you but I didn't really hear you right? right and so then I was like well what would it look like who do I want to be in this relationship and I'm like I want to be the loving and supportive girlfriend to my man who's going through a really stressful time yeah. so you know what I'm going to do I'm going to show up and I'm going to I'm going to be her and like whatever he gives me back is okay mm-hmm. because also I'm saying this because I'm in a healthy relationship and I knew he was a healthy guy right and as soon as I shifted me he totally shifted and I think it made us I'm, I know it's so cliche but I think it really made us closer you guys <laughs> yeah. no. and now that. when he is distant or I don't hear from him I'm not like this means he he doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. And what I love about that framework is you can apply it in all parts of your life. Absolutely. So you can so, apply it at work. If someone's really annoying, you could say, well, what type of employee do I want to be? What type of daughter or like friend do I want to be? The be? change yeah. that you want from exactly. the other people. So yeah. All right. We're going to start the question and answer part. We got the questions from Instagram and I think the Facebook group. Question number one is how do you get over a guy that's charming in person, but a dick when he's not around? Love that question. How do you get over a guy who's a charming person, but he's a dick when he's not around? Yeah, like I guess like via text and like when he's not in your presence, he's Mm. dickish. Okay, so are you, I would love to ask the listener, like, what do you mean? How do you get over, right? Have you decided you don't want to be with that person, right? Because it's like, why do you keep hanging out with him if he's charming in person and then a dick on text? Yeah. So like if he's a dick in text, you should just kind of like let it go because that's Or maybe that's his communication style. I think the written word is in person. My client just sent me a 
thing. Like she thought that he was implying like you should pay or whatever with the way he was communicating. And she, and she was like, and I'm just, I just think that it's really weird that he said that and he did it before. And and it's funny. He's from Ireland and I'm from Ireland originally. My parents are off the boat. I lived there as a kid. And I was like, he was like, should I book the tickets? And I'm like, I think he was just like wanting to confirm that he should book the tickets. And she was like, I guess I'll book them. And I'm like, no, but we're we're projecting our insecurities. We're projecting our past onto the present people, right? I book that. Oh my God. But it was leading up to, but she said he's great in person. And then I don't find his humor funny on text. And I said, but it's more important that you like him in person. And if you like him enough in person, ask him, Hey, I feel like when we're not around each other, I feel like these texts are a little bit weird. Are you just a weird texter. I think if it was the other way around, she would have a problem. Exactly. You know? Lauren. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so. that's great advice. Ask him. Ask. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do we still think of an ex even when we're in a new long-term healthy relationship? I think it's old and it's familiar and not to get too therapeutic. I think that there's childhood wounds that feel familiar, right? That we repeat the patterns. And so yeah. when we're in the unhealthy pattern that um, it just feels safe. And like, if you had some, I don't know, there's so many different reasons, right? Someone could be, you could have way better sex with that person, but the new healthier relationship might not be as fiery and there's something old and familiar. And so just watch that. And then ask yourself, what is, it doesn't have to be, is it my ex or is this person? Mm-hmm. I think we also do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then really ask yourself, like, what are the qualities in a partner? Especially the way I speak is, is if someone's looking for a life partner, right? right. That's usually my clientele. They're heartbroken over a person who they thought was the one or it was super mm-hmm. serious. And really get clear, what are the most important qualities for me? And even if I have this, like, old familiar pull towards someone who maybe the sex was like, I'm just using kind of a cliche yeah, example, like mind right? Mind-blowing sex, mind sex. It just feels like euphoric on a whole other level and that pull to him. But like he literally is hot and cold behavior drops mm-hmm. off. Sometimes he wants to be with you. Sometimes he doesn't want to be with you. When you're feeling sad about something, he doesn't emotionally support you. And again, it doesn't mean that emotionally available men suck in bed. I'm not saying that right. either, <laughs> but just like what is the overall picture and get really clear with that because my clients say this all the time. I did this for so many years, not just in the rock bottom relationship of like, I want to be with someone really great who just like loves me and is available, but you keep choosing the unavailable. So what is really true? You got to kind of think of it like an addiction, right? I love the heartbroken anonymous, right? It's like, if you really want to quit drinking, you have to stop drinking the alcohol. You don't Mm -hmm. go to the bar. You don't engage, especially when you're newly quitting alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go to the bar and hang out with the alcohol around you. Just cut out emotionally unavailable men, which also is a whole other can of worms because it's like, what is an unavailable emotionally unavailable men? We could do a whole podcast on sociopaths and unavailable men. But Um, I also (laughs) say that I still think it's normal to think about like an ex when you're in a healthy relationship just because it's a nostalgic thing. Right? Sure. It's yeah. just more like memories. It's not like I want to go back there, but it doesn't mean that it like exes. crosses my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm friends with two exes. I actually just recently heard from one. And, and- it's, all, it's someone that meant a lot to you in the mo- I, I yeah. think about this all the time when people are friends with their exes. You know, it's like if you love someone at one, some point, you're not just going to completely give them yeah, up in right. your life. But yeah. Just my I'm- rule about being friends with exes is like if your new partner, is like if you could hang out with them and your new partner could be a fly on the wall and watch the two of yeah, you yeah, like yeah. that it's like yeah. if you can like actually get yeah, dinner good, together that's about. a good yeah. rule of thumb I like that now- ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Next question. How do you put yourself out there when you fear rejection? Still put yourself out there and be with the fear. Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Big Magic, she also wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but Big Magic is an amazing book, and she talks about how fear, if you're ever doing something really big in your life, whether it's you know embarking on a new relationship or creating some kind of artwork, right, or writing a book or doing something really huge, mm-hmm. fear is, I mean, me growing a business as a life coach in fucking LA, right? Yeah. Like, again, yoga you, teacher, though. actress, Heart, <laughs> heartbreak <laughs> coach. So cliche. Heartbreak coach. Yes. And so, but, you know, it's still like when people say, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a life coach. Yeah, well, I got a because, couple things going on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, I'm only heartbroken. I'm only heartbreak coaching now but um wait what was the question again how do you you put yourself out there oh yeah so elizabeth gilbert says fear is always going to be there when you're doing something new that your brain hasn't done before right and so she says fear is always going to be there and it can take the back seat i know it's always going to be there but i'm the one driving with the steering wheel i'm the one navigating myself through it so you can notice the fear again you'll know that notice the running theme of this whole conversation is like okay i'm noticing i'm having fear that i'm going to get rejected are you going to let that hold you back or you can be like hey fear i see you you're bubbling in my chest right now and i'm going to breathe through you and i'm still going to show up because i'm worthy and deserving Mm -hmm. of finding an amazing relationship i always tell people fear is so incredible because it keeps us safe right Mm -hmm. like it's it's so amazing but on the other side of it there's just so much immense growth that that so many people aren't tapping into you gotta like weigh the options be like would you rather have potential an amazing relationship or just stay like you know scared and not have and safe and not really find your love like i always say this to my clients is it worth it to you to feel the pain in order to like find mm-hmm. the most amazing love of your life i was terrified the night that i was meeting my Aww. boyfriend i was like i'm like what would i say to my clients <laughs> and i said yeah to him, you have to remind yourself I, that I, we're not all perfect yeah i mean i'm pretty close but, <laughs> but uh, i i did i was like i am so nervous i called my best friend who's recently engaged and i was like do you want to go on the date for me <laughs> and I'm like, what is the thought that i'm thinking again that's really like i get super specific and i was like the thought that i'm thinking is i want us to like each other so much because mm-hmm. we hit it off. His pictures actually looked amazing on Bumble to me. <laughs> and Which I was is like, so terrifying because you're like, what gremlin am I going to sit yeah. down with now? Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, he's so good looking and he's so lovely and he's charming and like not in a like seedy way. And I was just like, we just hit it off and it was, we had been talking for two and a half weeks because he actually lives in Santa Barbara. He lives two hours away. Oh, so know. he was like running through at, when we connected here. Aww. And so I was just like, there, it felt like the stakes were so high. 
um, because of the distance and all of that. And I was just like, the biggest fear is one of us doesn't like each other. Okay, then, I'll fucking survive. Yeah. Like, I've been yeah. there before. The sky will <laughs> be in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what my biggest fear used to be? Is like, if I like him, how am I going to keep this going? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like, oh, like, once like, you get past the I like you and like, you like, like me. Oh, shit, if I like do you. Do I text you? Do we, how many dates? Well, the, yeah, we that, can list like, off the fears. I'm like, I when I find my person, I'm like, what am I going to talk to them about? Exactly. For the rest of my that life? was my biggest fear, you know? too. Your life, your so life is many. so exciting, but Naz. You're no, so no, much Naz. That was exactly, you know, that was exactly With the how same I was. person forever while I'm around them always. Yeah, that's what I was always like. Okay, so if I like him, then I'm going to like have to be in a relationship, but like in a relationship, what do you talk about? Yeah, what are you talking about? You like talk what, about like your day to day shit. Yeah. You just have someone like, there with you. You're married you. to your best friend, yeah, right? It's yeah. like you always have shit to talk yeah, about. Yeah, do you ever friend. feel alone? No, right? No, I mean yeah. like no, but like my parents go to dinner like every single like night, four like, nights go, like, a week, di- and they like, sit there just the two like, of them looking what and the talking. Fuck I'm like, are what you guys are talking, talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then my dad yeah. made a joke. He's like, "Well, we're so old that like you know I we forgot what we said the night before, so we just repeat it." Like, oh, you know what? Honestly, like that is probably how you guys talk at that much or night. That's so funny. Because Jared and I live like we like do so much of our daily stuff together yeah. that like we don't like we couldn't sit across from each other at a dinner table for an hour right. and a half because we've already talked about like our day going through our day. Mm. But like if Jared and I go to dinner once a week, then yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we and don't there's have also the beauty of being like I mean, again, I'm only five months in, but one of my favorite things to do is I mean, again, I'm just full of cliches. We like no. long walks on the beach oh, and I love that. just like walking and being quiet and just enjoying yeah. each other's company i think is just to me that's everything because i talk all fucking week yeah. about a lot of emotion to me shit. that would be the ultimate <laughs> accomplishment with to someone feel comfortable and, like, in someone's show. silence yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. i love Ashley. the next question i love the next question no yeah, yeah i just asked a question okay fine okay <laughs> wait but lauren's excited okay about well it. okay are we i was excited about tips. then you ask i don't fucking care <laughs> this okay. is so funny how do you stop being <laughs> triggered by places and things that you associate with your ex such a great question Amazing. first of all wow. stop going to those places if yeah. it's creating trigger like seriously what if you live around them what though? if you what went if the food what, what if, if there was an entire fucking city yeah that's true yeah move back yeah. to new york, new york Lusa, yeah. la is mine no i'm just kidding that's I yeah, felt, I, I mean, I felt that way. Anymore. I dated a guy a couple of years ago, and we lived pretty close. And I felt that way, and I always had to drive by his street, and I would always be like, some days it was, <laughs> other days it was the finger. Yeah, and uh, I think it's just like again, okay, I, I know it's like getting repetitive with my responses of just like this is bringing up all the shit. Labeling what is happening in the body is the best way to move through it, so it, the pain doesn't physically manifest into rashes and mm-hmm. <laughs> weight loss and hair loss and all the things, right? And just breathing through it and finding your feet on the ground and. Also, like, what is this trigger bringing up? What's the story I'm telling myself? Is it that I want him back? Is it that I'm angry at him? And do you want to just be in that? Or do you want to keep, like, why is it great? Like, ask yourself if you're ready to really go there. Why is it great that we are not together? How is it serving me that we are no longer together? Keep mm-hmm. bringing your, focusing your brain and retraining it to look for the beauty of actually what is because we're resisting reality. Mm-hmm. And Byron Katie, she's this amazing thought leader and spiritual teacher. And she, she uses this quote and I share it all the time in my podcast. It's when you argue with reality, you suffer. So the reality mm-hmm. is you're not together. The reality is you had to drive by your stomping ground with him, you know, back and forth every day when you're going to work, right? Okay. And so it is, I'm feeling pain right now. Do I want to resist this and suffer more or do I just want to be with my pain, which is a part of the human experience? Yeah. It will pass quicker, you guys. I, this is not me talking. This is a 
a listener. I have an <laughs> ex. Like I have an ex that I'm still in love with. We talk almost daily, but he has a girlfriend. What should I do? Stop talking to him. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Um, um, no, okay, Lauren's hijacking I'm the question sorry. today. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but seriously, everyone's like, "Oh, it's so hard," and, blah, blah, and I love him. I love stop. He's not available. So do yourself a favor and stop and create space for the right person to come in. Once upon a time, Lauren <laughs> decided to leave Bachelor in Paradise and a whole bunch of opportunity for a guy who had a girlfriend. What was the point of that? And she dragged her suitcase across the whole beach, and it was amazing television content. Very, very good. Moving content. on. <laughs> How do you beat? Through heartbreak of losing a grandparent, parent, etc. Sorry, what was? How do you beat through heartbreak? Yeah, I guess I mean like, how do you beat it? Oh, how how do you you beat it? it? I was like heartbeat. Yeah, (laughs) heartbreak beats. How do you get over losing a grandparent, parent? I don't know if you'll ever get over it. This is my biggest fear. Jared and I have talked about this on this podcast literally a zillion times. But we're all going to lose everyone. I know, which is why I really think, guys, whether it's coaching, therapy meditation, yoga, learn how to consciously cope with your pain before greater pain happens. Mm. I think when trauma happens and pain loss happens, I mean, that's still my biggest fear ever is losing a parent. And I think you just like start talking about your pain, start using tools to, to work through that. I'm the heartbroken anonymous once a month. Yeah. And it is a part of life. And again, grieve and let yourself fall apart and show up and do the work on yourself so that you're prepared for the I feel like a lot of people loss. lose a parent after not like losing anything else in their life and then they become like alcoholics or some they yeah, never no go to work skills. again. No coping skills. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the next question, I've never had a friend break up, but Naz is like thinks this is very important to talk about. A lot because a lot of people come to Heartbroken Anonymous oh, they do. over a friendship okay. heartbreak. Oh, okay. And oh, they yeah. say that okay. it hurts more than mm-hmm. a romantic one. Okay. Wow. What's the question? I guess the question is, well, is it normal for that to happen? Yeah, I, I think any normal. Harder? I've heard people say that the loss of a partner is more painful than the loss of a parent, right? Because some people just know when you go through the cycle of life, you're losing a parent and it's like the parent yeah. didn't choose to leave this earth, but you could be so in love with someone and they have left, right? And so a friend, it's like, you just think that person's going to be there forever. So it totally makes sense to me, yeah. right? And it's because like the family you choose. And it's, it's the family you, talk you choose. All the time. And like, we kind of all know when we go into relationships, Relationships, there's a, a, a intimate romantic relationships. There's a risk that it may not work out. And True. if you're in an exclusive relationship, but as friends, we get to have many. So we don't think about losing them. So I think that totally makes sense. But again, any kind of heartbreak, stop judging it. You guys just do the work. Cause yeah, that keeps you I more feel like I, whenever like my friend doesn't respond, I'm like, oh, they never said, they were never responding to that. Let me send another text. And then they don't respond to that. I'm like, oh my God, they're like so mad at me. And I get really scared. Yeah, I get scared about I that get too. Really but scared. then I like really try to be like, what did you do? He's like, you really didn't do yeah, anything. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that uh, funny? We all get scared. Yeah. Is it, this is, yes, it is. This is a, is it normal to have your ex pop in your head years later? That's what I just asked before. And I said, yes, it is. Yes. Totally. Move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> can you really be friends with an ex and is it healthy? I think so. As long as both of you are completely over each other. Don't fool yourself to think that, oh yeah, it's totally cool. The fact that you're asking that question, right? Whoever's asking mm-hmm. that. It's like there's still residual feelings, so be careful with your heart. Yeah. Why do I want to online stalk my ex so much? Do you think these people just maybe? Well, aren't if you're over not their over ex? him, you're stalking him, right? And sometimes I'm curious. An old ex will pop into my head and be like, "Huh, right?" And yeah. I think I wonder that in life, but yeah, not but like oh, I want to be yourself. With them. But if you're constantly looking up someone, it's probably because you still have feelings for that person. Aw, how <laughs> do you move on from someone that you know isn't good for you? 
I think just going back to what we were talking about earlier, right? right. There's a process. You grieve it. You watch and your story. And the awareness story. that you were talking about. And, the, and just being aware of that story that you're telling Yeah, yourself. and if you know that he's not good for you, who is good for you? And start thinking about being the woman who wants to be in a relationship with a guy who is good for her. And initially, that might not feel normal, right? You might feel resistant because you've been drawn to this Mr. Bad Guy Unavailable. Mm. So you have to retrain yourself. Well, what's attractive about this guy who is showing up, who is yeah. asking me mm-hmm. out? And again, I know we all need to feel some kind of physical. How come sometimes those great guys aren't attractive and the bad one is more attractive? Because I think it's an old familiar story. Mm -hmm. But I also really do believe, I I mean, I know this sounds really bad, but I've also, I've like dated some conventionally not so attractive dudes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And because they're, because I've been open, right? Because I was always going for the pretty boy and I knew that wasn't working. I was like, I'm willing. And that's what I do with my clients is, are you willing to just say yes? Even if you have no interest whatsoever, start practicing saying yes to the people who are interested and are treating you the way you know that you Mm -hmm. really do want to be treated deep down. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Good girl. But I'm proud of myself for doing it. You got the next one though? Um, Ashley had to take a dump, guys. I'm just kidding. No, she, she's right here. <laughs> she's, she's right here. I'm just kidding. We have a sponsored pizza thanks to Fresh Brothers coming over for Valentine's Day. It's heart-shaped. And the delivery oh, so man cute. has been apparently knocking on the door. Are you coming out for He's the past the... five minutes? Oh, no. Is he at the right place? No, apparently oh, not. No. Um, okay, how do you know when... It's going to be a sad heart-shaped pizza. <laughs> cold pizza. It's going to be cold. How do you know when your relationship is worth fighting for versus when it's time to move on? That is a really I good like question. I like that question. So good. I I think if both of you really do want to make it work and you're seeing growth in the making of it work, like I, because it was my new relationship, right? I didn't know, like, is this where we're going to part ways or, you know, like, or can we meet each other's needs? So both parties have to want to make it work and both parties have to be willing to show up in a different way. Mm-hmm. But if one is like, no, I'm right, you're wrong. Or one is like, I don't really want to put in the work. It's not going to progress. You should yeah. know that you should go. Do you think you could ever get over a so cheater? Bad. Do you think you can ever like move on from that? So funny. I just handed in an article to Poosh about oh. physical versus uh, emotional can cheating you tell today. tell Courtney that I love her? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Can you hug her for me? Is she my height? Okay. Um, but she, um, sorry, getting over <laughs> cheaters. cheaters. Oh, no, like, is yes, it possible yes. to like move past that and like trust everyone? That is again? a great question, Lauren. That was out of my brain. I didn't even read that. Yeah, wow. I, I personally like cheating is just no bueno for me. I know it is possible to heal from it. I think about a couple who've maybe been married for 15 years, mm-hmm. sleep at the wheel, the kids, the money stress, the job stresses, and one goes astray. And then like they really realize like this is what was all about and right. let's come together and make it work. Mm-hmm. I think you have to really know the other person. But if you know, like as soon as I knew that my rock bottom ex was cheating, I was like, I knew this because I knew he was a fucking player beforehand. Yeah, I'm dropping right. all the F-bombs and you guys oh, have been no, such ladies. This is, we this say, is literally, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Okay, next question. Um, okay, so Ashley's I, got it. It kind of plays off of that. Is it okay to forgive your boyfriend for kissing another girl but still feeling heartbroken over it two that years means that later. she's totally not able to move on past it so yes like, so she should just she, cut it off right no no because maybe she can work through it right two Claire? years later but is he showing up in a completely different way has he been really honest and trustworthy i also i'd need to know more information mm-hmm. like when did it happen did he tell her directly and said this stupid thing happened i was stupid mm-hmm. drunk and like now i'm so you know what i mean so yeah. it's like is is that the only thing she found out but he acts shady and it's two years later Maybe you should move That's on. True. You got and there's a combination of again. I could do all other episodes. We do. Trusting we do have the story. 
Oh, oh should I say? Yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm just going to okay. read through it. Read it'd that. be helpful okay. for that person. Yes. My boyfriend and I started dating five years ago when we were both 16. We went to different high schools and then on to different colleges an hour away from each other. Two years ago, during my boyfriend's freshman year, he got really drunk and kissed another girl. Ooh. Parentheses, there were psychic. other people in the room that I fully trust when it happened, so I know that it was only a kiss. He ended up telling me about it three months later, and I was wow. absolutely broken over it, but I loved him way too much to let him go. It took me a while to really forgive him, but sometimes I still think about it and can't get the thought of him kissing another girl mm-hmm. out of my mind. Yeah. When we get in a fight, sometimes I bring it up to hurt him. I don't know how to fully let it go and let it be in the past. A kiss may not seem like a big deal, but when it's the love of your life, it hurts. I need to let myself fully trust him again. Okay, first of all, I think he totally deserves a second chance. And I don't think it's a big deal that he came to her three months later because he was terrified and he still did it. And they're Aww. super young, right? That, that's how, old is, how are they? College, first college. year college yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that that's really commendable of him. And also you just have to decide. It comes from you. Um, again, I always ask my clients, think of the future version of yourself. Do you want to be the forgiving, loving, trusting girlfriend? Then you have to decide to become her and commit to, even when you guys get into a fight, I'm not going to say that right? It's like, if you decide you're not going to say fuck you in a fight, like I'm not going to throw that in your face. It was one dumb mistake and we are, I'm choosing to move on. But if you're saying I can't move on, I can't move on, I can't move on, that is on you, my friend. It is not. If you're not willing to like try and accept it. And so if you can't, right? But again, you can, you're just choosing not to. And is your boyfriend, has he been showing up? It sounds to me like you're super in love with him. Is he showing up consistently and being an amazing boyfriend? Then give him that. That was three years ago. I totally think that that is salvageable. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let, let it go. go. What okay. is it about that song that just it's stuck wants in our brain? To kill. That's like my trigger song. Like in center, <laughs> in center, that would be my trigger song. <laughs> yes. Okay. What are red flag? What are some red flags to look for? Like maybe when you first start dating someone, what's like a red flag? Great question. Whoever sent that one. Such a great question. I think consistency with his word. Does he have follow through on his word about plans? Is he showing up? I personally, this is my own opinion. I appreciate a guy who asks me out in and like a handful of days in advance that he's respecting my time and my schedule. Yeah. Um, I had a client who said that on a first date, like as they were leaving the bar, he just like tried feeling her up. I would say red flag. That is a red flag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can't get any redder um, than Someone that. who's talking about himself the whole time doesn't ask you questions about yourself. Uh, I know personally I... Narcissist sign. Yeah, yeah, but even still, narcissists are really good at asking you questions oh, and making you okay. feel yeah. important. Yeah. So um, really making sure and... Um, uh, that yeah, that they're the conversation is going back and forth. Um, I do have to say, relationship history, finding out their past. Mm-hmm. I know we shouldn't judge people by their past, but I mean, I dated a lot of guys that were just like, yeah, I just haven't like dated for like eight years, and then it's like you start dating them, and you're like, oh, I kind of know why. That said. I wouldn't say, uh, look, if you're into the person, just go in eyes wide open. But if you're seeing those things, pay attention to those things. I would it's say it's just good to know if ones. the car's been in an accident before you buy it. You That's know? true. That's ve- I like that expression. But it doesn't, like that expression. It doesn't mean that the car get the will car facts. Crack. <laughs> the car facts. <laughs> Imagine if there were boyfacts.com. Yeah. There has to be a website called Boy Facts. There is. There is something like that. I forget. There is something where you can, but I I think it turned into girls just bashing guys, which wasn't good. What's, um, am I I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to look for some really good ones. How to get over a guy that you were blinded by the breakup. I like this because, um, I went through a similar situation and I had to learn to give myself closure, which took a long time. But what What, are your thoughts? What's super scary, it's kind of like how Lauren was ghosted and that, that, that stayed with her synapses for so long because then 
and you're like, oh, well, if a relationship's going so well and it feels good, it feels right. But then I have this trauma of it being cut off in the middle of the blue. That's super scary. It's it's what everyone's biggest fear Yeah, so my biggest first question is. would be, though, like every people who come to me are like, I was totally blindsided. Mm-hmm. As I start coaching them, they mm-hmm. weren't. They weren't. You realize you were not, yeah. There's stuff that you saw in some way, shape, or form, that's not like, damn it, if only I paid attention. This is not an opportunity to shame and try to rewind time and do it differently. It's just like, or did you guys go too fast too soon, right? Yeah. Like, how soon were you meeting his family? How's right. it like, my rock bottom ex and I, we were like, yeah. like off to the races right off the bat. It was just yeah. lust and all the things. And because I thought like he'd been pining for me for two years and we were friends and all the things and his family, right? It's, it was just a recipe for disaster. But I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't listening to my body. Right. I, I didn't go to the other woman, Victoria, and say, hey, you're so sweet. We've always gotten along. Why aren't you talking mm-hmm. to me? Instead, I went to him. Mm-hmm. And I purposely went to him because I didn't want you to didn't hear the, the truth. Exactly. I know that looking it. back. Yeah. So yeah. Really, like blindsided or not, though, you guys, heartbreak is heartbreak. Yes, does it extra suck if he's blind if he blindsides you? But at the end of the day, all that I've talked about throughout this episode, grieve, watch your thoughts, and then when you are ready, change your thoughts. And always look back and see how you could have shown up differently. And maybe you were painting green over the red flags. I love that answer because that's really true. Pay pay attention. What if I, you go really fast and there are no red flags? I are there are there not though? And like, why do you need to go really fast? fast? I, mean, I don't know. I, my boyfriend and I said, I love you two months in, but I, not, not that sound. Weird. I don't know. I think to, I, I, for me overall, throughout everything that I'd been through and because I hadn't said I love you in nine years, that felt like a really big deal, okay. but it felt super right for me. And because again, it's going back to the question of like, how do you prepare for losing the, you know, a death of a parent? It's like, if you're doing the work on yourself and you're getting super savvy with you, your body and your intuition and your brain and managing yeah. your thoughts and re-falling in love with yourself so that you can show up so the right person can fall in love with you, right? right? That that really um, sets you up in such a way that now I'm like losing track of what the question was. <laughs> I, I felt remember. like I was on a good track. Where then, were we? What was the question? It was about being blinded by a breakup. No, no but it was about asked. going too fast. Yeah. Too oh, oh, yeah, Lauren's going too fast. Yeah. So that didn't feel too fast. But if you have a pattern of going too fast and it blows up in your face constantly, slow the fuck down. And what is the rush? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what's the age range of the majority of your listeners? Like 20s, 30s? 20, 20 30, yeah. yeah. And so like I'm in my late 30s and I coach people in their 20s, 30s, but yeah. I also coach women in their early 40s. And I still say slow the fuck down like if we're lucky we have another 56 years on 50 or 60 years on this planet true true we'll take two more questions um this one let's do three more three more okay how can somebody get how can somebody be so heartbroken and so in love at the same time i love that question sorry what was the beginning of that how can somebody be so heartbroken and so in love at the same time I mean, to me, it's just so obvious. It's just like there's so like the heightened emotions like kind of clash. I yeah, mean, they, they just meld meld together. Also, you're human. I feel like is the yeah, to and that. isn't yeah. life both right. light and dark, pain and love, and and pain and happiness and. Um, it, it's like, that's what it's all about. We, we wouldn't be heartbroken if we weren't in love. It, yeah. The two go hand in hand. Yeah. 
Um, I love the next question. Read it then because I lost track. Yeah, oh. it's a good one. How do you, I'll ask it since we're only going to do three more. How do you get over someone in the workplace? That's such a good yeah, one. Yeah, because a lot mm, of people come to Heartbroken Anonymous I talking about that too. I have a client who's going through that right now. First of all, boundaries. Say to the person, like, I need as much space as possible. You might need to see them every day. It's so hard. I know, but you, so there are hard. ways to avoid that. I mean, I, I look, I, I don't know if this person is sitting next to someone mm-hmm. in the cubicle or whatever, but it's just like, again, managing the mind, coming into the body, feeling the pain, but also putting up the boundaries and saying, this is you know, not anything that I want to engage in. And so ways that you can protect yourself and saying, because like my client yesterday, this literally just happened to her. She's like, now he feels so bad and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, put up the boundaries and say, do not talk to me. This doesn't mean like, I think you're a dick. It's just Mm -hmm. don't talk to me because I want to go in and focus on your job. Yeah. It's so hard to even like not work with the person and focus on your work. A great motivating thing to do too is just like, go be the desirable woman that you know that you are and show him or her what she's missing, what yes. they're missing. That's Love it. That's actually a very good opportunity to show him that you're badass. Yeah. 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 Go Lauren, look fire. Have our, our last, have our last and final question. You are the decider of which one it is. Claire, this has been outstanding. Oh my God, you guys are so much fun. So I mean, good. Uh, Thank God I have you on speed dial. Lauren, for she's my next the remaining question. When does it feel like you're living a nightmare after a breakup? When does it stop feeling like you're living a nightmare? Do what's everything. The average? Wait, what's the, t- the what's amount the of time? time? I, I will never you give an average okay. time. Yeah, okay. because no, there's, there's feel no, abnormal. that's why I said there's no algorithm okay, to like fine. when you're to right. get over anything. But I will tell you some of the people that came to me who have been in the depths of despair and they show up and do this work, they're like, and some come to me and I'm like, oh, she'll be fine in a month. And it like drags on for a longer time. So yeah. it's like, there's no way to gauge. I'm always super surprised. But I do think if you do these tools that I've been talking about and really put them into practice, it's definitely going to take less than 25 years. Where can, be, where can <laughs> people find you, Claire? Goal. How can they book you? Um, you can go to my website, ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com, Claire with an I and an E. We're actually transitioning into just doing applications because uh, the demand has been quite Yes. Wow. So, That's incredible. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> so Thanks you. So oh, I've got a question for our people who aren't in LA. Can they Skype Oh, yeah. I do only sessions? phone sessions. Oh, only yeah. Phone I phone. actually don't even do Skype because the, uh, heartbroken people tend to be very like vulnerable and self-conscious. So we just do the voice. And, I like yeah. it. Aww. Yeah. This, you're And looking amazing. at your face would be I distracting for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it's it'd make really them even more face. heartbroken about themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that Billie Eilish song? Your eyes are an ocean. <laughs> I love you guys so much. You have no idea. Like seriously, yes, you what have huge to come back. All Thank of you. you. Thank you let us so know. much for having me. I have yes. really enjoyed looking at your face. Yes. Yes. In addition, <laughs> in addition Thanks, to, to hearing what yeah. you've said, I'll and you have it. to come to Heartbroken one day. I, I would, would love, love for you to, to. come. Yeah. I would absolutely love to. Yay. This has been so much fun. Thanks, you guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 I don't get it. Podcast.